bit more monitor on my microphone. Seems to be a classic statement. Need a little bit more monitor. I'm so glad to be here tonight. Aren't you glad? How many are, are glad to be here tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'll tell you what, some of you look like you've had a very exciting day today. Very exciting and very fun. And the Lord has blessed you so much today. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to share a few moments tonight. I'll talk about find your why, but it's a, something a little bit at the same direction, same subject matter, but something maybe that's something we can look at and consider. I'd like for every child that's here that is in elementary school age and under, if you could, to kind of gather around up front here where I'm at for a moment. I'd like you to help me out here a little bit tonight. Elementary school age and, and uh, down. Hey, guys, yeah. Why don't you come along front here? You don't have to get on the platform. Just go along on the floor, right down the floor, down the floor. Uh, that's great. That's good. Good. Oh, ain't, ain't these a great group here? Great. You don't have to face people. You can look at me. Wait a minute. You do need to turn around and wave, everybody. Turn around and look. That's the wave. Yeah, that way. Get the wave out. Get the, you know, all of it out of you. I want you guys to come in. Come on. Why don't you bunch in a little bit? Don't line up like you're, you know, I don't know what you're expecting. Come on up, Solomon. Come on around here. Let's bunch up. Let's kind of get a couple, a cluster right here. Everybody around here facing me. Turn around. You over here. Come over here this way. Get in behind these. Get on over. Yeah, get on over. On over. On over. Excellent. Great, great. So you can kind of look and see what's going on here. I thought I'd lay this Bible down right here. And there's something we can realize tonight that hopefully in this kind of very simple, I debated about whether to do this, but then I thought, I think I will, because it gives out a message that we want to receive tonight and understand about find your why, but understand about life. This is kind of like an important spiritual lesson that maybe even moms and dads and grandparents and students, uh, high school students and college students can get the idea of it first. But I thought I'd lay this Bible down here, and then I thought, looking at this bag, and I thought I'd lay this glove right here. It's, it's been used before. It's, it's got some dirt on it. But I lay this glove right here. When I lay this glove right here, I want, I want you all to help me out. And I want you to, I'm going to tell this glove something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell glove, pick up that Bible. Let's, when I count to three, I want all of you to say it with me out loud and say... One, two, three, glove, pick up the Bible. Go ahead. I'm waiting on him. He's, he's not doing a very good job at it right now. Uh, maybe, maybe he just needs, maybe he needs a little bit more encouragement. So you help me with it. Let's talk to it right now and say, come on, glove. You can do this. Come on. Can you give me a little cheer? Come on, glove. You can do it. You can do it. Just, 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 just do it. Pick up this Bible. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Do the Nike. Just do it. It's a glove. It won't do nothing. It won't. I don't know. What? Well, 
Well, I'll tell you what, maybe it's not that. Maybe it needs a little bit of uh, training. So, you know, training's good. You know, training kind of gets you in shape, gets you going. So we'll just kind of lift that finger up, help him out a little bit. And then this one up here a little bit. This, come on, up, 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 go, come on. Stretch those muscles. Come on, go, if you got any. Stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Flip over there. Do a little bit of pushing up and moving. Come on, say go. Let's do some training here. Oh, yeah, come on. One, two, three, four, five. Da 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 da. That it's not gonna work, is it? Okay, we'll flip it over. All right, now we'll say okay. Now glove, pick up the Bible. Come on, glove, pick up the Bible. I don't think he hears us. I don't think he understands us. So I'll tell you what I thought maybe we'd do. Maybe he just needs some encouragement. Maybe he needs some intervention. So we've got some others that are here to help him to intervene and have intervention, to talk to him about the importance of how he needs to pick up that Bible. And it just, you know, these other gloves might help him out, you know, the, from that certain brotherhood and encourage him, come on, glove. You can do this. We believe in you. You can do it. So come on. Go ahead now. Now we're all ready. You can show us. You've got your friends around you. You've got, you know, those, you know a diverse group here. <laughs> diversity. You know, church always has diversity in it. It always has. And so come on. Go ahead. They're encouraging. But go now just go on. Just do it. Just pick up the Bible. Just do it. It doesn't seem like it's, it's doing a very good job, does it? It's, it's just tired. It's just tired. Could be, could be. That's always the line that usually is given. I'm tired. And I told my wife that sometimes doing chores. I just can't. I'm tired. It doesn't work. Okay, so what do you think? What do, you, do you think he can pick that Bible up? You don't? Well, so I, I'm split here. You said yes and no, no and yes. Do you think he can? Oh. Without what? Without strength? With God's strength. That's interesting. That's good. But you know what? This glove can, this glove can pick up this Bible. Did you know that? If it's done this way. And then the hand goes in and then can pick up the Bible and hold the Bible. The glove is holding the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, right? The glove has the Bible. The glove has the Bible. And so what's important to know is that it's the strength inside the glove, not the glove itself, but the power of the hand that's in the glove that enables the Bible or any object to be picked up and not the glove itself. You guys did great. You can have a seat now. Thank you so much. The Bible says in Acts 17 and 28, For in him we live and move and have our being. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ it gives me strength. The same verse of scripture is found in the Message Bible reads this way, Whatever I have, whatever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. And it's the hand of strength 
John 14 and 17 says, Jesus said, The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. See, this is our edge in this world of denial of truth and of God, of the Holy Spirit. But because they do not see him nor know him, but Jesus said, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Romans 8, 9 through 11 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You know, the glove is useful only if it is empowered by a hand. By strength that comes from the hand. And the hand that I want to express to you, to everybody in this room, is that no matter how hard you try to do what you do, you're still as that glove sitting there with an inability to do things. Oh, there's some things in the world you can achieve with yourself. God has gifted you, made you, blessed you, so that you can achieve some things in life. But I'm telling you the true power and the strength to go through and finish tasks and get his will done and performed in your life is that you allow his strength to begin to enter you so that you and I can do this work. And the work is great, isn't it? I mean, the work is so large. Sometimes it's overwhelming when we look around and seem as though that though there are those around us that, you know, there are so many rehab centers, which they're great and wonderful, and God bless them. I'm glad they're around. But it's a reminder to us that we are getting surrounded. Our communities are being surrounded by people who need to have strength because if they do not have Christ, they're just a glove laying there without any life or any hope. But the moment that they have Christ, the moment they receive Jesus, they can declare Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength through him. And though this illustration is simplistic, I believe you'll remember the fact that this glove couldn't do a thing outside of what the hand moving inside of it would allow it to do. It has its purpose. Why? As a matter of fact, it even looks like a hand. There are, there are things that look like something, but they're not that something. There are posers in the world that act as though they are, they are Christian and they even look like a glove and, and, and say they are a glove, but if there's no hand in them and no life in them, there's nothing they can do or achieve. And we can really, really act the part pretty good, you know? The best we can, we can look the part, we can act the part, we can talk to Christianese, we can talk all this, but God knows whether or not we have the spirit of the living God living and dwelling inside of us. And so I'm glad 
that it's not up to me, this old glove here, to have to try and do things on my own and up to my own strength. No, God says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. He said, I've come to give you spirit and power and that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is that same spirit that dwells inside of you. I tell you what, we need to quit acting like we've lost when we've already won. We need to quit acting like we're worn out when we can receive the strength. We need to quit acting like uh, that we don't have anything to look forward to when God has already set the stage and set things in motion so that we will receive what he has for us. And by all means, uh, I don't want to be some little uh, loose and limp and useless glove that lays around. I want the hand of God to work through me for I can do all things through Christ with which gives me strength. Yeah, yeah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Spirit of the living God. Just because you look like the part doesn't mean that you can play the part. The glove looks like a hand, shaped like a hand, doesn't make it a hand. There are posers in the world and having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Only Jesus has the ability and strength we need to get through any challenge in our life. Some of you students here tonight, you want to make better grades at school? Then call out the name of Jesus and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and guide you and help you to study so you can buckle down and learn and be able to pass those tests and God will help you. Why? Because God wants to bless you. God wants to elevate you. God wants to show you off. I mean, some of these gloves kind of nice here. I can never wear this thing. It's kind of nice. But God, but somebody likes them, likes to show them off so much. It looks like, I guess that spotted leopard or whatever the pattern is. You'll never see me wearing these, but I don't think I'd put my hand in anyway. But God would like to show us all. He'd like to show us being able to do things that the world would be amazed about. The Lord wants to use us so that he can move inside of us if we'll allow him to do so. And there are things that he, so much he said, greater work shall you do. He said, because he's going to come in us, he's going to empower us, he's going to use us. Because we're the glove and he's the hand. We're the glove and he's the hand, he's the strength. In 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? I got to tell you, this Holy Spirit we have, this Holy Ghost we have, is more than just self-fortitude to try and improve ourselves. It's more than just a, uh, a, a willpower that we decide and make a decision we're going to do. I don't know about you, but when I've tried to go according to my strength, I usually end up failing. Amen. Uh, uh, there have been, there've been many a New Year's resolution that fell down by the wayside and faded off the very next day of, of the second day of the year. I lost my resolution. I failed in my resolution. But in Jesus Christ, 
He can help us and he'll strengthen us where that we can live the life that's pleasing unto him. What's so great about our Lord is this. He doesn't just spurt out assignments and he doesn't just hand out paperwork. He didn't just write a book and say, now you live it. No, he said he wrote a book called the word of God. But then he said, "Will you walk in it because I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to give you strength to, to live that word and then live out that word. And it's not going to be up to you, but through me, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. There are challenges we face, and we don't know how we're going to get through it. You ever been in that situation before? Just didn't know what you're going to do, and somehow here you are. I'll tell you why you're here. It's because God, because of Him. Some of you students may have to deal with problems at home. How can you deal with those problems at home? You're just a glove. But the Lord says, if you'll let me move inside of you and work inside of you, you'll be able to handle what's going on and you can deal with it because I'll be your strength. I'll be your source. I'll be your way. I am your hope. I am your life. In him we live and move and have our being is in him. A Jesus Christ dwells inside of us. You are temples of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. I don't know why God wanted to move in, but he wanted to. I don't know why God wanted to step into my life, but he did. I don't know why he would even want to mess with me. If anybody in this house can testify the same word, you don't know why God chose you, why God decided to change you and save you and call you and fill you, why God even, even decided to do such a thing, but he did. And because of that, he can help us. He, and he's our source and our strength. I've got to tell you, that our leaders here at the church, they feel somewhat puzzled of how they're going to address issues and situations in the lives of students, of children, and, and, and teenagers and young adults. They, I mean, it's such an awesome, incredible challenge, a, a weighty, uh, difficult task in front of them. And if they try to do it and do this ministry on their own, they will fail. But if those leaders and those of us in this room will decide and let Christ be the center of our life, let Christ be the center of our ministry, let Christ come into our glove and begin to uh, use us. And, and that should be our prayer. God, use me for your glory. God, may you receive the glory in the things that I do. Jesus, come and work inside of me. Jesus, come and use me as you want to use me. Not according to my principles, but your principles. Not according to my opinion, but your opinion, oh God. Lord, you be Jesus truly. You be Lord of my life. How many here have ever been moved by the Holy Ghost that made you do something crazy? Something that you hoped the video camera wasn't on you? Something that was just out of you and totally not you and you did it. Let me tell you, and many times, how many of you say that happened to you in the church house? Raise your hands. He doesn't want to stop there. 
when he did and manifested himself to you in the church house, he has commissioned us to go outside of the house and walk in that power and that strength in his hand in us as gloves so he can do a mighty great work in this world where we can make a difference in, in people's lives and present the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is a great message, not my message here, but the message of the gospel. It's a great message, and it must be delivered by Holy Ghost-filled people that are anointed by God, that see the need and feel the need, want God to use them, and literally Jesus work through me and speak through me. That's what's so great about this anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's what's so great about being full of the Holy Ghost is that the Lord can work us and work within us and lead us and guide us and speak through us and use us for his glory. I'm glad I'm not a part of an institutional church. I'm glad I'm not a part of a let's go to sleep time church. Wake up. Some of you look like go to sleep. Wednesday night, I know it's rough, and, and you had, to, boy, you had a, a pork, uh, a pulled pork sandwich, that's what, shh, boy, I knew, tough crowd, tough crowd, usually when I'm asked to teach in a seminar, it's always in the afternoon session, and that's the hardest session of all, people come back from lunch, and they sit there and try to keep, their, keep them awake, but we are called by God to be used by Him, His purpose, our purpose is His purpose. Our why is his why. And he wants to be a part of everything in our life. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I'm so glad that God, when he sends his spirit and power, he goes straight to the heart. He goes straight to the center of us and he works inside of us. That, isn't that where we need our strength is inside of us and not outside, but inside of us? Samson's greatest struggle was that though he was moved by the Holy Ghost, he struggled within more than what he did without. And what happened within in his inward struggle, it affected what he did on the outside and what he wouldn't do and should have done, how God could have used him. But God goes straight to the heart of the matter. He comes inside of us and strengthens the inner man. Have you ever been strengthened in the inside of you? Have you ever got to the place you thought, I can't go any farther. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but all of a sudden I can give, I can give you that, that term that we, you know, we've been captivated by football is that you can be the running back and you running and running, you give it your best effort and then suddenly it seems like they're going to bring you down and you're going to be tackled, but somehow or another there's something called the second effort that hits you and you love lunge toward that goal and you lunge forward just the same because there's a second effort in you that you want to move forward. God wants to give us strength on the inside so that those things when they come, the temptations, the trials, the battles, the struggles, uh, God's given us strength to be more than a conqueror through him that loved us. That the power of the Holy Ghost is not just for a feeling, but it's for an in feeling. It's not just 
for a sensation, but to be used of God with the power of the Holy Ghost so that we will change from a, a, a very empty glove to a very full glove of the power and the might of Jesus Christ. Let's face it. Any good thing that you've done in your life has been because of God. And the best things I've ever done is because it's been those moments when I just surrendered to the Lord. And I gave in. And God began to work. And people thought Ron Bynum did it, but Ron Bynum didn't do it. It was the Lord. And it's always Him. The more I think about it, if I were to sit, I would actually get rather scared and nervous about this season time I'm in in my life. I'm scared to death because there's a fear rises up, not of one day no longer living in this life. No, no. It's finishing the course and the task God's given me and given all of us. And I know I can do it through Jesus Christ. I know and you can do it through Jesus Christ, through heaven intervenes. When God gives you a heavenly mission, and he's given every one of us a heavenly mission, he will equip us, he will empower us, he will help us to achieve it. You who are in this room who are teachers, may you teach like you've never taught before. May you teach, maybe suddenly you, when Jesus comes into the focus, you become a teacher greater than you've ever been before because of Jesus Christ. That you make a difference in the lives of those students. May everything we do have the strength of God and be strengthened in the inner man for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not defeated. We are victorious through Him. For we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Everything. Everything. Don't you dare think that you're, you are positioned to fail. No, the Lord has positioned you to win and to be victorious. That's what he's done. You are more sure than what the Cincinnati Bengals were Sunday night. They were poised to win, but they didn't win. You and I have given a greater assurance. Because Jesus Christ won, we win. Because Jesus Christ came victorious as he gave up, gave up the ghost and died on the cross and was buried in the tomb and rose on the third day and walked out of that tomb alive. Because Jesus wins, we win. And we have won. We're poised for victory. If we fail and we have defeat, it's because we've not allowed Him to come into our life the way that He wants to come into our life. We fail because we give up rather than give in to Him. We give in to the temptations rather than giving in to the will of God because He's positioned us to win and to be victorious and not to fail. Not to fail. The marriages given that a husband and wife are serving Jesus Christ, you are poised to live the rest of your life being married and never go into a divorce court. If you choose to allow Christ to be the center of your life and your marriage, then what will happen, you will have victory and you will win. I rebuke the spirit of the age. That so promotes the idea automatically in the minds of our youth 
and future generation that there's always an option of divorce. Let me give you a greater option. Jesus Christ can bring you together and you will stay together in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus Christ. And to the students in this room, you're not positioned to fail and give in to sin. You're not positioned so that you would have, so that you would have relationships and have premarital sex before marriage. That's a lie. You have a choice. You can make a decision. And Christ is in you. You can do all things through Christ. And you make up your mind that he's the center of your life. And the Holy Spirit have his way in your life. You won't have to give in. You don't even have to even consider thinking that's going to be in your life. If anyway, just start confessing it and saying, I'm going to live a holy life. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to wait till I get married and have a covenant where God can bless our union together. And anybody that tells you they don't want to wait, you, you send them down the road. I mean it. Me, boy, uh, you know, guys and girls, listen to me. Send them down the road because they don't love you like they say they do. They don't. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, is this old talk? I think it's for sure talk. I think it's something that hasn't uh, aged out or expired the world may want you to think it's expired, but it hasn't. Right, right. If you want God's favor on your life, then you walk in the Lord. Let Jesus be the strength of your life and serve the Lord and say, all of my decisions are going to be done through the power of the Lord, the truth of his word, and who Jesus is. Amen. Amen. I spoke at, I don't know why I'm on this, but I will. I I'm on, might be out of time. I spoke at this at, um, no, at University of Rio Grande, the chaplaincy there, they used to have forums where they would discuss certain subjects and students were invited. They would get a certain life credit if they came to the, the meetings. And it would be subjects that were on the, the minds of students on campus and one of them was, was the subject of safe sex or save sex. Well, they had those from the nurses' um, office there on campus there and the health department there, some speakers there, and the minister was supposed to talk about save sex. He didn't show up. And I'd never been to one of those forums. I just got into chaplaincy. And suddenly the director comes up to me, I mean, five minutes before it starts and asks me, will you represent the save sex? And I thought there for a moment, I said, God, this got to be a setup here because, oh, Lord, you know, you know, please, you know. <laughs> and the room was probably had about 40 students in that room. And let me tell you, they were. They had their opinions, and they, they're allowed to have those. It's fine. In discussion matter. So those from the health department, I let them go first, which was the best thing ever happened to me. Because, really, literally, because what they did, they, they helped promote what I was going to say. 
because they showed all the pictures of certain diseases that can be transmitted. And so there were several of them, and, and they, they passed them around to students, let them look at the pictures and talk to them about the, you know, the, the uh, seriousness of it, the dangers of it, and all that. And so then they asked me to do my part, and I thanked them. Thank you so much for giving the, the truth here because you make my job a lot easier. I said, because this is an institution of higher learning, correct? And they all agreed. This is an institution that prides itself on students in the academic world making decisions and thinking for themselves and coming to conclusions and individual decisions of your own self-will. And they agreed, yes, yes, institution there. And I told them, I said, listen, you've got the choice to save, to wait till you're married. You're not an animal where you're going to automatically, you're going to fail or you're going to give in. You have got a mind that God has given you for choice and decision. And in your intellectual mind, in your intelligence, you make a decision and God agrees with it that he's created a way, a method to preserve us and take care of us. And they all joined in on that. That's about it. I said a few other things and I can't remember about it. Probably if I got up and started saying Bible, they would have shouted that down or whatever. Don't believe in it. But just logically, God's provided a way. He's provided a way that if we let him be the leader of our life and let him take over. When's the last time we prayed, Lord, take over my life. I give you all of me, Lord. Not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Let me tell you, that's a prayer that applies to every, applies to every circumstance, situation in our life. Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Your will be done. And if we do, then we've got strength and power and authority. And authority. I've seen many people who were timid suddenly become like powerful, roaring lions because of the Holy Ghost. And God's anointing and Jesus working through them. Let me ask you this. Are you just the glove that's just sitting there and can't do anything? Or are you willing to let God reach in and give you the power and strength that they'll make a difference in your home, your family? Some of you, your parents may be lost and you're the only Christian or only ones going to church from your home. God has so ordained, he's called you to make the difference and to serve Jesus Christ. Be the light in that home and pray for mom and dad that they'll get saved. Let your light shine before them so that they'll know that you're a Christian. And God will give you strength, parents, to be the parents God wants you to be in love and guidance and by example. God will give us strength to be the witness at the workplace and to let our light shine before men. We need the strength of Jesus Christ. We need him to be Lord of our life. We need him to be in our life. We're, we, we are too far gone to be playing church and playing Christianity. The world has gone too far and extreme. The Lord's calling his people into the source, into the power that he is, so that we make a difference. I want to make a difference, don't you? I want, I want to make a difference and finish well with him. Finish well with 
Him. And some of you have callings on your life. And God's using you. God bless you. Right now, if you do any type of teaching, preaching, ministry in, in this church, whether it be from students or what, I want you just right now just to raise your hands up, both your hands up in the air right now. Now, Father, you see these working hands. You see these working hands. And, Lord, we want to be vessels where you fill us with anointing and power and ability. It's bigger than us, God, but you're bigger than everything. So, Lord, when we put it all together, we discover, Lord, that you're greater than anything and everything. We believe right now, Lord, salvation to roll through like a wave. Souls being saved by our teaching, our preaching, our witnessing, our sharing the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ. Just anoint your people. Oh, Lord, let there be God. Wake them up at nighttime. Wake, them up, wake us up at nighttime, God, to give us something to say. Wake us up, Lord, speak to us and have those, let us have those moments, Lord, where we know that the power is just moving within us in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Maybe there are, there are students here right now that say, you know, Pastor Ron, my, my home needs the Lord, and I really need God to help me and God to use me in my home and, and maybe your mom and dad aren't saved, or maybe they are, and maybe you're just not in a place you should be with God. The Lord's speaking to you tonight. He wants you not to be that lifeless glove, but he wants you to have his strength and power so he can use you. Life has a purpose and meaning, and Christ will bring that meaning in your life. He does. He'll fill your life with purpose and meaning. If you want, and you know your house, your home needs prayer, I want you just, just to raise your hand up real quick and let it down. If you're, if you're students and you know God needs to move your home and your, your house, God bless you. God, God bless you. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to lay hands on you and pray for you. And know that it's just as real that I lay my hands on you. God is putting his hands upon you. He's just as real as I am and more so. And he loves you and he cares for you. But I want to pray for you. I want God to do something dynamic in your heart and your life. He is a God of possibilities. And we could be optimistic with him. And through him I can do all things. Through him, through him. Would everyone just stand with me? And I just wonder. I don't want to be pushy. I'm not going to militantly say, all you young people, come up here. I'm not going to do that. Though sometimes I might, but this isn't the moment for that. But I believe God's speaking to some hearts tonight, of some of us here tonight, and say, you know, God's drawing me. He's drawing me. The Holy Spirit's drawing me. I want you to be so bold to leave your seat and just come up here. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to lay my hands on you and pray for you. Just come on. God's speaking to your heart. There's a reason why that you're here tonight. The Lord's moving. Anyone want to come? The Lord's your strength. 
Lord, you're God. And you want to be something for God, don't you? You want to, yeah. I know you all do. I know you do. And you're scared to death what's going to happen, aren't you? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. If you will close your eyes and if you will begin to think about Jesus and who he 